Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. We've got a really cool episode today talking about emissions on competition. And we're going to have Sarah, who's the organizer of King of the Street Challenge, and she's going to tell us why it's important to her, the competitors that are joining. And we're going to have a really great discussion about the industry and, and moving forward with these newer trucks and the kind of power and torque they can make. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind all of you out there, make sure you join our Discord. We started a little over a week ago, and we've got 40, 50 people on there, and it's it's really fun. There's It's one place where... If you want to chat with the podcast, you want to chat with other podcast fans, see what they're working on. There's been a lot of posts with truck builds, with, you know, installs of uh, compound turbo kits, doing you know, head studs, valve springs on a Cummins, pulling on a 6R140 from a Ford to replace a torque converter. And it's basically one place where you can hang out with people who are other podcast fans, myself, sponsors and it's uh it's something we're really looking forward to you're going to find a link in the description if you're watching on youtube you just click over if you have a smartphone it'll, you can download it and if you're not familiar with discord it's almost like a forum except that we created it so we made all the sections we we made it really easy to use we organized it according to you know make and model that you have or what you want to talk about you might have a suggestion for a guest or a topic or you might just want to show off your truck and there's some really cool competitions that we have going on as well where we're going to be having somebody be our podcast cover for a month you post truck picture you sign up and we're going to be doing that each month so that if you want to get exposure for your truck or you just want to show it off there's a lot of cool things that are on there and also don't miss our discount codes we've got a lot of them for hotshot secrets industrial injection bd diesel alligator performance and other places we're adding them all the time so don't forget to head on over there and join so today's episode is it's, it's something that i've actually been thinking about for a while um, probably about a year and it's what I'm about to say probably won't be popular, but I think it needs to be said. And that's with competition events, videos that we see write-ups. There's a huge focus on pre 2007 trucks for performance. You know, if it doesn't make 2000 or 25 or 3000 horsepower, it's really not talked about. And I get, I get that. I, I understand the benefits of those trucks, the simplicity, the incredible technology and the hard work that's bit, that's been put into making parts and the dedication that the racers have to be able to build them, perfect their craft, go all over the country and race. However, I think there's been something that's been forgotten in all this is 2007 and a half to current. Yes, there's parts and, and there are companies working hard to make them. And there's a lot of turbo kits, injectors, injection pumps, transmissions. But where's the competition? Where, where's the events where I can see this? Because to just focus on a 15 to 30 year old truck doesn't help anyone who's new to diesel. They might not want to drive a second gen Dodge. They might not want to get a first gen. They might not want an older Ford or uh, LB7 Duramax. They might like the technology and the creature comforts that are in a 2015, 17, 2020, 2013. So why are we forgetting about them? Why is it that we're not showcasing what they can do? And and it really strikes at the heart of what I think is the reason a lot of us got into diesel 
I can, you know, especially, you know, say it for myself is I didn't get into it to spend two or $300,000 on a dedicated truck and try to put together a team, take time off work, travel, you know, the, the whole year. I got into it because I needed something I could tow with, haul with. We had something to haul around friends and family if we went on a trip. And I also wanted to go to the track. So as I could afford it, I would do a tuning, transmission, turbo, injectors, tons of different things like that. And now we have these brand new trucks and I'm not seeing a showcase of it. And that's what Sarah's going to join us today to chat about is King of the Street Challenge is going to have a dedicated event for trucks with emissions on. And I think that's going to be incredibly important to show people that, hey, your stock truck doesn't need to just run 15 and a half and, and, and can't make any power or torque like the old ones used to. And so I hope to see that grow for the sport, also to attract people to the thing that drew us all into diesel if, if we got into them, you know, in the pre-2007 years. And also for the shop owners out there to showcase that if somebody brings you a new truck, you don't just have to do maintenance wheels and tires and accessories on it. There's turbo kits, injectors, ejection pumps, a lot of things that companies are bringing to market. And with an event like King of the Street Challenge, you're going to see that showcased. And so Sarah's going to chat with me about her perspective, the event itself, their goal with it. It's going to be really fun. All right, let's get to the podcast with Sarah and chatting about King of the Street Challenge. Sarah, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I know it's been a while since we chatted about King of the Street Challenge, but uh, a lot has changed since we chatted last time. I'm really excited to be able to talk with you today about the events, some things that are going on in diesel, and just the, the vision for it as you see someone who organizes an event that people you know travel to from all over the country and look forward to all year. So it's going to be a fun conversation. I appreciate your time today. Oh yeah, not a problem at all. I'm I'm looking forward to it. This this is the first uh, I've actually had a decent conversation since the baby's come. So uh, truck related wise, you know, because she can't talk back to me, so that takes up ninety nine percent of my time. So, well, we've had a, a lot of new listeners jump onto the podcast and subscribe since you were on last, and I wanted to have you tell us a little bit about what you do in Diesel and King of the Street Challenge, your involvement in it, and just a little bit of background so they 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 know uh, you know about you and about the event before we really jump into the, the main topic of the podcast today. All right, not a problem. So basically, um, I own Smoke and Speed. It started out as a media-only company, and then we kind of jumped in. Um, in our area, there's not a lot of drag racing, diesel drag racing, and there's not a lot of... Um, larger sled pulling events and there's definitely not a lot of um mi mixed shows where there's a, all three of those combined all those things in their truck show dyno um sled pulling drag racing so we started hosting events and we found that most of our uh pullers competitors clientele however you want to word it were all street trucks and there was always a stigma around the street trucks. It was, you always had to have something better, something bigger, professional stuff, whatever. So we decided, well, we're just going to highlight those guys that drive to the events with their daily trucks. You know, they make up the heart of competition. They make up the heart of all of these events. And if any promoter or any company tells you otherwise, then they're either NTPA or um, where they don't, or they're not in, into what they really, what they really sell. So, um, you know, blue collar everyday guys, street truck guys, they, they make up most of it. So we just said, well, and we were those trucks, um, our, my friend group, my husband, 
um, we pretty much are those guys. We drove to the, to the shows, pulled vending trailers, um, pulled another trailer with the race trucks on it, whatever, with those trucks, we also competed with, um, I pulled a couple times, the guys raced, we did dirt drags, all kinds of stuff, dyno competitions. Um, my buddy, Tyler Bransport had that red six, seven that he made 1700 horsepower on won a bunch of dyno competitions down at Rudy's and stuff like that. So we just said, okay, well, we're going to put something together to where all of that is combined and which is what we do all the time, make a street drive, a mandatory thing. You have to drive a minimum of a hundred miles and, um, not stop, not break, not blow up, no filled blocks, nothing like that. It's, you really have to drive like you're driving to an event, have yeah. your tires back, all your, all your stuff, everything you're taking with you to go to a show. So jump forward. That's kind of where we are now. We're still street trucks. Um, King of the street challenge with the, everything that's been changing, is now fully emissions compliant for the King of the Street Challenge portion of the event. The weekend has a ton of other stuff in there. It's got sled pool cash days. It now has a, a no prep drag racing um, competition involved and stuff like that. So there's tons going on for the weekend, but the actual King of the Street Challenge is emissions compliant vehicles. That's what is so appealing to me and in, in, in... I think is so incredibly important right now is, you know, what got me into diesel. And I think a lot of enthusiasts out there, it wasn't necessarily that I set out to go, you know, buy a new truck and then tear it all apart, put a cage in it, a fuel cell. I wanted to have something that I could drive every day that if I wanted to haul something, I could, if family and friends and I were going to go on a road trip, we were all comfortable, but I could also have a bit of performance with it. Right. And, as the industry has vastly changed over the last couple of years, the the framework that that's done in is totally different. And you know some of the pressures, some of the things that are put on companies with emissions compliance and, and offering parts for it is, you know, I want to see how those trucks perform. And and someone had mentioned to me, you know, a year or so ago, um, as far as an episode suggestion, they said. It would really be great to hear from either events or companies about taking an emissions equipped truck and being able to offer power and reliability with it. Because for a long time, the whole, everything that surrounded it was, um, you know, say it's a pre 07 truck is, you know, you throw these big injectors on a twin CP3 kit, um, big turbo, and you go race it and then drive it on the street. Well, the dynamic of what can be done is different now. And so, when I saw that, that you had done that with the event, it really got me excited because I think it's such an important topic. And mm -hmm. I think for the future of diesel, it is as well. I think we want to see these newer trucks make more power. We want to see these companies continue to you know, research and develop and, and, and offer products where you can go out there and make 550, 600. I mean, maybe one day, seven, 800, 900 horsepower. That's, that, that's always been at the core of, of being, like you mentioned, a blue collar you know, diesel truck enthusiast is that's what we want to do. We don't want to necessarily just have a truck that sits in the garage. We want to use it for a ton of different stuff. Right. Yeah. And that's ma mainly the appeal for everybody. You know, we have, <laughs> there's a guy that pulls with us that he tugs his boat down to, um, he's a fisherman, uh, takes his family fishing, crabbing and all that kind of stuff. Cause we live on the East coast for anybody that doesn't know, we're like literally 
on the coast. So, you know, we pull over, we pull on the beach <laughs> once a year. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, we've got a guy who takes his boat. You know, a lot of guys take their campers. Um, they're, they're, they compete with their tow trucks that tow their actual competition vehicles. I mean, these guys use these trucks every day. We've got some, um, some landscaping guys, some log haulers, some hotshot truck drivers. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that use their trucks every day and they have to have something that they can, you know, they can't afford to have a completely built super stock or or pro street or pro mod or or whatever. They can't afford any of that. And um they need something that they can go do with their everyday trucks. And you see it all the time. You see these guys that you know, they buy these new trucks and they're on these Facebook groups constantly and on the forums, like, what can I do to this truck? Because I yeah. want to go do something with it. And, you know, there's no big names on there. There's no big names on those posts. None of those guys have offered to step in um, and not bashing them because it's an un uncharted territory for everybody. So don't take that negatively. Like I'm saying anything negative about them because I'm not, because it is uncharted territory for a lot of people. And there's a lot of people gotten in trouble and, you know, we're not trying to, have any kind of negativity around that but it you know the kids coming in need somewhere to look for this because this is where we are now these trucks are where they are they they come with the equipment they come with they have to go through inspections and and all this type of stuff so we have to know what they can and can't do and as industry leaders we need those companies to say hey look this is where we are now you guys don't have to go find 25 year old trucks and try to do something with them because they're all rusted apart or build a frame from scratch or whatever so you know we'll just this is where we are and you know gas world went through it when cars were emissions i think it was in the 70s or 1970 or something like that cars went through it and it was crap there for a while like they couldn't get their numbers up they couldn't get anybody racing couldn't get anybody doing anything and then all of a sudden now it's thriving again so we just need somebody to to come in and say hey look this is the direction we've got to go in this is where we are um, it's okay to be here. We don't have to fight it. We don't have to black market everything. We don't have to risk people's livelihoods and their businesses and getting shut down and all these huge fines and all this other negative stuff that you see. Like, let's just, this is where we are. So we're going to make it compliant. And, you know, that this is just, you're either going to have to make it compliant or you're going to have to take your old truck that you already have cut up and deleted and everything else. You're going to have to make it a comp only vehicle. And that's kind of, where we are and i'm hoping that by making king of the street um that challenge of the emissions intact challenge i'm hoping that it's going to either drive those companies or drive somebody to come in and say look this is where we are we can do this you can compete with those vehicles right now we don't have any companies actually coming forward to register but the guys that we do have there are either they're small smaller end companies um or guys that do a company on the side work out of their own garage or something like that we've got quite a few of those guys coming in that know know the industry they know their trucks they know their setup game they're coming in and they're like well you know even if all i can do is change tires i'm gonna do it yeah <laughs> So they, but you have to have somewhere for those those people to go and that's kind of what we're hoping to do with it um, I don't expect it to be a huge hit right off the bat, um, especially because of the kickback that I've gotten from it. Um, but I think that it's needed. It's the direction where we're going in. 
and and somebody needs to be the first one to do it and since we're known for street trucks i figured we should be the ones to do it so. I, I love it because and i really wanted to bring attention <clears throat> to this you know you'd mentioned uh, gas vehicles and and i've had some guests drop you know, parallels with that before but we think back to you know, uh, cars in the late 70s, early 80s, making 200 horsepower or less. And I think today I saw an ad on Facebook for some SRT Challenger with 807 horsepower. And yep. it's all, it's stock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it took some time to get there, but it, but it has. And, and, you know, I always think of my roots in diesel and I always think of it as just a guy with a truck and wanting to do stuff to it. And mm-hmm. that's what got me so excited about this is I thought, I, I don't see this being, I don't see this being pushed. I don't see this, a lot of attention being brought to why aren't we doing more with these emissions equipped trucks for the performance side of it? I know that there's parts out there. I know companies are working really hard to get them and it takes time to get the EPA and carb testing done, but we need mm-hmm. to showcase it because just reading about it or just hearing about it is one thing, but seeing that truck go down the track and what times it's able to run is so incredibly important to the to the future of this and so that's what i hope to see with with king of the street and i think we will is you know these these truck owners going out there and competing whether it's a you know 2015 or 2009 or you know 2006 whatever it might be just being able to Mm -hmm. go out there and do it so this can continue to grow because the old way didn't work and it's not working and we're starting to see or well for a while we've seen it companies have changed their product offering some of these companies aren't even around some of them don't even work on new trucks anymore and so the appeal of you know i want to see i want to see smoke i want to see this and i see that well there needs to be just as a as a truck enthusiast i want to see some of those trucks go fast i want to see what they can do i want to see the power and the torque so that's why i was so pumped about this and, and what you guys are doing with it and i'm really excited to see um you know, how it progresses and what you guys are able to do with it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's it's tough too because, you know, as you said, there's there's a lot of people out there that they want to see the smoke. You know, we talked about um, earlier how, you know, as a promoter, I, I do drag racing and I do sled pulling and stuff like that, um, hosting events on the side. I've done some fairs. Most of the shows I do are standalone because I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I like to rent the place and do what I want to do anyway. I don't like really being told what classes to have and all this other stuff. But um, side note, I have done fairs before and I have done shows for people. And the show we do on the beach is is not mine. It's it's an hired in event. So, you know, we've got to go along with whoever is paying the bills once. So, but you know, it's tough. That's what they say to you. They'll say, we want some smoke. We want some smoke. We want some fire. We want some action because that's what puts butts in the seats. Those people in the seats are really determining what your show consists of. And it's tough because if those people want smoke and, you know, they want some action and they, you know, they want some speed and some big stuff, it's tough to say, well, yeah, okay, but then what about this other stuff? That's cool too. 
but then you're also teetering a fine line of it's not relatable. You yeah. know, there's not everybody that's going to go out there and dump hundreds of thousands of dollars in a pro stock and a toter and a hauler and all the other stuff and get that big sponsorship and the big paint, you know, name on the paint on the side of it. There's not a lot of people going to do that. And, you know, the, the everyday stuff is, is comparable. It's relatable. And there's a lot of people, you can see it in other motorsports that that's kind of where people have said that they have either stopped watching or lost interest. NASCAR is a big one that you hear that name thrown around a lot. You know, it's not relatable anymore. So that's why the stands are empty. There's a lot of stuff you hear, like you can't really do that. Blue collar sports, the, the quote unquote bottom line, whatever everybody wants to call it. Um, the not big dogs, the everyday guys, the, you know, the weekend warriors, they're your heart of your industry. And every shop out there makes money on those guys. They don't make their money on the, the big dogs unless that's their sole business is those that yeah. big stuff. But everybody that has a normal shop, the names that we think of, that we know, that we watch, whether it be racing or pulling or whatever, those guys, they make their money on everyday stuff from people like you and me and, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry down the street, they make their money on the everyday person. Well, you're not making that much money on the higher end stuff because nobody has that money to play with. So you kind of have to think about it from our end of it when we're selling a show or we're making classes or we're making rules for stuff or trying to figure this out. We have to figure out what people want to see. You know, if you watch the bigger events, you can, you can look, you can look at whatever you want to look at. If your, your event of choice is, um, NTPA, if it's PPL, if it's a Rudy's event, if it's Shide, if it's, um, UCC, if it's KOS, if whatever you want to look at, you just take an event and you look at when people watch and when it's the fullest and when the stands are full, the staging lanes are full, look at, compare those. Look when the staging lanes are full and, and the burnout box and that sort of thing is not full when the stands are full. You have to look at, you compare all that stuff, figure out what your people are coming to pay to see because you can, you can kind of finagle it a little bit, but you have to showcase your street stuff a little bit more because those are your fuller classes. ET class at Rudy's 150 trucks in it. How many trucks are in ProMod? How many trucks are in Pro Street? Not a lot, but you can get four or five of them to make a good show, but you really need to cater to that 150 or, you know, that 30 or 40 that's in your work stock pulling class or something like that. That's kind of what we're trying to push people that may not have realized that before that have those bigger companies. It's like, hey, guys, this is your heart. These are your these are going to be your next in line competitors. You know, kids don't have the. 2000 2003 trucks anymore they have the 15s and the 17s and the 20s and the you know we got we have mm. to do something for them what are we doing to show them how they can get in the industry besides offering them well you can run in the et class okay well that's great you know that's fair but you can't let them run in a work stock class they're illegal almost every single place out there except for us they're illegal everywhere new fords have water to air they're illegal i mean it's it, something makes them illegal by somebody's ruling. So you have to, you have to get them in there somehow or hoping that companies are going to pay attention to that yeah. showcase a little more. 
Yeah, and but you said a word there that I have struggled to be able to convey how I feel about it, and that's relatable. And mm -hmm. ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I could relate to what I was seeing. I could relate to events that I would go to, and you know there was incredible, uh, just technological advance with, I think, tuning and hard parts and engines and transmissions where. Over five years, we saw this incredible jump in power where, you know, a thousand horsepower used to be something really cool. And now it's like, unless it's 2000 plus, I don't really pay attention to it. But if I was sitting in the stands, could I relate to a quarter million dollar truck and a whole team to support me and everything else to build that? Not really. I can't. And, but what I can relate to is that 600, 700, 800 horsepower truck. And that's what appealed to me originally. It wasn't, I didn't set out to build a race truck. I just wanted something fun. And I think you really nailed it with how you described what is relatable to people out there. And then how do we, how do we bring awareness and just kind of light a fire under, under companies and, and people that are out there? Because you, know, you mentioned something else about trying to find a 20 year old truck. They're hard to find. And if you find them, they cost a lot of money with lower mileage, or you're going to have to sink a lot of money into them. Maybe I want the creature comforts of a 2015 or a 2017 or a 2013 or something like that, but right. I also want to be able to do stuff to it. So I'm really excited about this event, and and it, it's it's something we were chatting about this episode. I thought I can't wait <laughs> until we can sit down and chat because this is what this is what diesel needs right now. It needs this to be able to show people that are just getting into diesel or have a newer one. You don't have to be stuck with you know, uh, just th these small power gains. Like, you know, the, I know the, I know there's a lot of companies working on stuff and I think once they see people are wanting this and the stands do fill up when you have an emissions equipped truck run 12s or run 11s or whatever it ends up being, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have some of the other visual appeal of the older ones, like, you know, the sound and the other stuff, but I want the power. I want the torque. I want the time. You know, that's that's what I'm looking for as an enthusiast. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we see it as promoters. Um, it's tough, too, because when you have an event that has certain classes in it or something like that, you know, the majority of the first people to be involved, once you post something about, say, a new event that you're going to do or a new class or something, first people to be involved are always the underdogs. They're always so excited about this new class. It's great. It's this, it's that, and the other thing. And then you get some big guy on there that, or semi big guy, and they want to do it. And they come with a team or they come with backing and they come with, you know, a name. Then all the little guys are, eh, okay, well, I think I'll sit out. So it's tough too, because you have that sort of deal, but with, with the missions being the main feature of uh, KOS now, you really won't get that um, because there's not that much out there. You're really going to have to showcase more of like a setup game and the little tweaks that you found here and there. It's not going to be somebody coming in with a boatload of money and, and buying their win is what we call it. <laughs> um, with their money. <laughs> so it's tough too, because it is such a fine line between a money game and a passion game. Um, I always like the underdog guys that, you know, their junk truck <laughs> that they have the setup game on that they've pulled 800,000 times goes in and beats that guy that, you know, or those guys that have all that money in that, in their trucks that they don't really know what they're doing. I mean, it's kind of, 
it's tough because you really want the knowledge to showcase, but I think the emissions stuff is, is new enough. It's old enough, but it's new enough. It's old enough that they should know better and they should be supporting it and they should be building for it. And, you know, it's here to stay now. So there's nothing y'all are going to do about it. it. It is here to stay. So we might as well get on board and support it because there's tons of guys out there that are still buying trucks every single year. And this is where the industry is going. So why would you not get on board and offer all of those potential customers something? So it's kind of what we're trying to push for behind the scenes and hopefully it works and hopefully uh, people are going to understand why we did it, where we're coming from. Hopefully they understand that, you know, it is here to stay and, we kind of just have to figure it out from here on out and, and go along with it, you know? Well, it feeds the whole industry. It, you know, if yeah. I step back for a second, I think about it and you, you know, you have this event, you have these trucks going out there, they're running, um, you know, with their emissions on and people are interested in it. Well, there's a company that's going to build parts for it. And, and we all know with racing or just diesel enthusiasts in general, we're all competitive. Even the companies are competitive. So they're going to want to, invest more do more well then the shops that are around people are going to see that they're going to see it on youtube facebook instagram they're going to see your posts and somebody's going to say hey i want to do that with my power stroke or my six seven cummins or my l5p and now that shop has an opportunity i have an opportunity to talk about it it just it, it feeds the whole entire community of enthusiasts you know, right. that are out there. One of the things I, I, I wanted to ask you is as far as feedback you're getting from people who are going to participate, are you seeing a lot of the newer trucks, like as far as DPF equipped trucks that, that are signing up for it? Is it, is it a mixture of, you know, um, you know, even like third gens or LBZs, LOIs, they had emissions components on them as well. But what kind of, what kind of percentage are you seeing for people who are going to be bringing trucks to it? Uh, everything so far that I have talked to, um, is 17 and newer. I don't have anything that's older. Um, we did put a rule in there that it has to be 07 and a half and newer. Um, just so we didn't get into the older, um, uh, the older truck stuff. Cause we're, we do still have the all truck challenge, which is the original King of the street guys, um, that are kind of like before all of the new, new stuff. Um, cause there's really not a lot of companies out there that are putting forth the effort um to broadcast a lot of emissions equipped or emissions um compliant parts and things like that so we figured the older trucks would be harder for them to find things that would make them compliant to compete so we just kind of left that the older stuff out um and we made a dinosaur camp deal for the old 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 guys the 2002s and older and then we uh we made the all truck challenge for kind of like those original king of the street guys um they'll now be the atc and then king of the street is is all the newer 07 and a half and newer stuff so right now everybody that's either signed up or i've talked to um that's committed to it has been a 17 and newer um i have one person that is trying to bring a 2021 um so we'll see how that goes um but most of this stuff is all is all newer stuff. So it'll be something that most people can say, oh, well, I've got that truck in the parking lot. So I want to see what it does type of thing. Um, I want to see where they're at with it, where mine sits kind of right now and, you know, how, how I can compete with it where I would be if I was to do anything with it. That's going to be really exciting because it has not been seen in diesel yet. I haven't seen no, newer trucks like this go out and 
compete with what they have on their trucks. No, and I think it'll be beneficial as well because we will have the original ATC guys there um, and with the dinosaur camp, with the other stuff that's mixed in, like the no prep race and the diesel cash day sled pool. Um, I think if we were to throw any of those emission trucks, emissions compliant trucks in those competitions, you kind of could see a little bit there as well. We've got some grudge matches lined up with the trucks that are coming. Um, they're going to do some showcases with some non-compliant guys um and kind of see you know like hey this really i'm really not that far off from where i thought i was type of thing so we got some other showcasing stuff there too um and we also figured that adding those extra competitions into the event would bring the crowd out to say you know they're coming for that but then they're going to also see kos while they're there so they can say, oh, well, those, those are new trucks. Well, they have emissions on it. Well, they're not going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And then the negativity comes in. And then once they perform, they're like, oh, well, maybe it'll be, you know, that'll strike a conversation at least is yeah. what we're, we're going for here. Well, I mean, if we were to compare what, you know, a pre-07 truck did in 2017 for performance versus 2005, it's light years different. I remember people being excited about getting in the 11s and you know, yeah. now that's like for one of those trucks that you, you wouldn't even think twice about it. So it's, it's definitely right. a, a, a growth that, that happens. And, <clears throat> and, and I'm super pumped about it. Like I'm really excited. And usually that's funny, uh, that's funny you brought in the, <laughs> the 2011s <laughs> because I remember pulling when the 2005s came out and, uh, and you could have EFI live. Like mm -hmm. that was like the coolest thing ever because you were stacking chips up until then you oh, were, yeah. and you were edge comp box and the smarty. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you could do EFI live. And then the computers were outlawed. You couldn't have anything with a computer. Uh, you couldn't have your laptops hooked up for your trucks, no data loggers, no nothing. They were outlawed for the longest time in pulling. And then now all of a sudden they become daily routine. So every time you see anything like that and anything new, you know, we call them the old heads, <laughs> the old heads don't <laughs> like it. And you kind of have to do some stuff for it. But, you know, unfortunately we're now we're the old heads and we don't like it. We don't like the emission stuff, but the kids coming up, that's normal to them. So it's kind of, we got to figure this out. Yeah. We, we can't do what was done to us and, and outlaw all that stuff and kind of push them aside and don't care about it. We can't really do that. We've got to say, okay, well, this is where we are. This is where we're here now. So, you know, let's let's make it work and and figure it out because this this will be cool when it takes off yeah so. oh for sure yeah it i mean it takes a lot to get me really excited about about uh some sort of event or competition just because i've been following it for so long so with this i've been thinking about this episode for two weeks or a week you know a week and a half because it it, it, it just captured my attention and if any of our listeners that are out there like hey i want to check this out i want to be able to either go or you know call up sarah and say hey i, I want to enter my truck or they, they want to follow it where can people learn more about the event see what's going on you know reach out to you be able to engage participate um you know just be involved in it well as far as reaching out to me um my number social media stuff is everywhere we've got a youtube channel a snapchat instagram um, facebook pages galore a, any of them i'm on all of them king of the street all truck challenge dinosaur camp smoke and speed whatever you got i'm on all of them as everything so there's 
plethora of ways to get a hold of me. My cell phone is posted on the website. It's smokeandspeed.com. The and is spelled out. Um, my number's on there. Call, text me. I'm up 24-7 now because I have a newborn. So if I don't get back to you, <laughs> leave me a message. I'll get there. Um, but email, whatever. they can. Um, I'm pretty good with getting back to people most of the time. Um, but if you haven't heard from me, I would say in like two or three days, call me again, text me again, whatever. Um, cause I do still get, you know, 20, 30 calls a day, uh, diesel industry related stuff. So, um, you know, they can do that. Everything's on the website as far as when we add it, um, it gets on there. Tickets usually go on sale. They'll be on the website. You can also get tickets at the door. If you want to sign up for the event, it needs to be done before September 15th because we print out uh, programs and we get your background. We do videos. There's a lot of interviews that happen behind the scenes that are before the event that we have to get uh, scheduled for and get you there for and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, get signed up for that ahead of time. You can do it right on the website. You get your tickets sent to you immediately as soon as you hit done and you're ready to go. Um, but you can sign up for everything on there, whatever it is that you want to do. If you have any questions about anything, just let me know because pretty much everything I'm involved in, um, we do have tech officials and we do have um, inspectors, emissions inspectors um, that are coming to do tech for the event. So we have a, you know, a, a line right to somebody that actually does it for a living and they know what is going to be legit and what's not. Um, so we can get any questions asked and answered um, that anybody has. So really it's, it's I already, all the information's out there. It's easy to obtain. You just have to ask for it. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, it's really cool to chat with you. I really appreciate what you and, and the team are doing for diesel, and I can't understate that enough. I think it's incredibly important to the future of the motorsports side of it, and I'm looking forward to it. And I I I know it's going to grow, and it's going to be so fun to watch watch it happen. So, I uh, I appreciate your time, as I mentioned, and look forward to it. And I can't wait for the event to happen and, and see, see the feedback, see the truck, see, see what happens. So it's great to catch up with you. We'll have to do this more often. And, yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. Oh yeah. No problem at all. Well, I hope to see you at the event too. You should, uh, you should come this year. We'll have like an actual media tent set up and everything. So you can come right in and get streamlined and uh, be good to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's nice. Things are kind of opening back up and, and these events and things are going on. I missed them last year and, and this would definitely be one I'd mark down on my calendar and, and venture outside, <laughs> venture outside my state to, to go check out. Yeah, we thought about canceling, but you know, we had, we just, we couldn't do it. I, you know, I used to work at a hospital and I saw a lot of people come in with mental illnesses and diseases and stuff. And it, it was just, it was tough. You know, you don't know what you do when you're a promoter. You don't know the positive that you do and how many people that meet each other solely because you put this event together or mm -hmm. you did something or you got somebody out. So we thought about canceling it. I know our attendance numbers were hit because we canceled it or we were we had it, but we were going to cancel it. We didn't. But I know um, attendance was low because of the COVID and we didn't cancel, but it was worth it, you know, just to get everybody out it was appreciated by the ones that did come. So it, it's tough, but I'm hoping this year, now that everything's opened back up, that more people will come out and, uh, you know, enjoy the event with us. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure you head on over 
to our Discord channel. You can find it as a link in our bio on Instagram. You can click over, sign up with your email. It's totally free to join and start start chatting with us. Start talking with other diesel podcast fans and seeing you know what you guys are building. There's a lot of really cool stuff we've seen so far. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to click the link in the description below and you can join. I want to see you guys over there. I want to chat with you. I want to hear what you guys want to hear on the podcast. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.